Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another edition of 80s Wrestling Radio here on Monday evening. This is Tommy Fierro joined by Jumpin' Jay. Jay, what's going on, man? Tommy, I'm excited for tonight. It's been a good week leading up to this, and we got a good show tonight. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk 80s wrestling momentarily with former WWE Cruiserweight champion T.J. Perkins. Excited to get him on, man. He's, he's red hot off of TV. Uh, he did extremely well for himself. I'm looking forward to, and I know he's a he's a he's a big '80s fan. Uh, we follow each other on on Instagram, and he, he presses like a lot on the '80s stuff. So I know I know he digs it. That's why I reached out to him. Hey man, you want to come on the show and talk '80s wrestling with us? And he said absolutely. So we're gonna get him on momentarily. It'd be cool to talk to him. He he was actually born in 1984. He's 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 a, you know three years younger than I am. So it'd be interesting to see when he started watching. Because if you figure if you watch it, he grew up at 80, maybe five years old, six years old, you're looking at 89, 90 maybe so. But I'm sure that he went back and watched it all because he, he's a big wrestling fan. So we're going to talk to him momentarily and get his take. And you can actually call in tonight and talk to TJ. And if you have any questions about his career or his run in the WWE, the number here is 323-927-2953. Once again, that's three two three nine two seven two nine five three and uh call up and ask TJ Perkins any questions or talk eighties wrestling with him. We're playing a little name game with him, Jay. I think we're gonna throw a bunch of eighties names at him and get his first uh his first take on uh what he has to think or say about the person, just like a couple words or a sentence. And then we'll uh, get into some other stuff with him as well. And uh, anything you're looking forward to talking to him with, Jay? I have a ton of questions for him. He he started wrestling at such a young age that even though he's a little bit of a younger guy, he's been wrestling more of his life than he hasn't been wrestling. Uh, I believe he started at 14, which is just incredible. So I'd love to hear his journey, how he fell in love with the sport of wrestling, how he got started at such a young age. Uh, at 14, I was just struggling to make it through middle school, much less crawling into the squared circle. So I just want to learn about him, hear about his journey, uh, and like you said, see when he fell in love with the sport of professional wrestling. Sure. Well, yeah, he's he's actually on he's on right now. Uh, TJ, what's going on, man? Welcome to Eden's Wrestling Radio. Hey, what's up, guys? Tommy, Jay, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on, man. Listen, we're, we're going to hit you right off with, with I'm going to hit you with a boomer right off the top. Before we talk about your career, before we talk about Eden's wrestling, I want to know. I'm putting you on the spot. No particular order hey. than. No, but we didn't talk about this before we came on here. So he, he, he's going to hit with this question live, and he has to answer on the spot. No particular order, TJ. No particular order whatsoever. You put on the spot. I say, who were the top five greatest superstars of '80s wrestling? I have to put you on the spot right now. No, but I know it's, it's next to impossible to to name just five. But if you, you had a gun to the head, say, hey man, you have top five greatest superstars <laughs> of the five. '80s. Top would five it be? No, no order. So I mean, okay. Well, it's uh, so some people would define they separate superstar and wrestler, right? For me, I like I maybe because I'm speaking from inside the ropes. I I don't separate the two, but I I still think that the the answers would be the same for a lot of people. I mean, so if I'm building like a five man Rushmore of the '80s, obviously. You know, you have to throw Hogan and Flair on there. That's like a no-brainer, superstars of the 80s. Um, I know Sting kind of came on a little bit later. That's really when I got turned on to him. I never was into, like, it's funny. I was always into early Sting as opposed to, like, Crow Sting. Like, to this day, I still go back and watch, like, you know. Same here. Him, Same here yeah. Like, him, him at the Clash and stuff like that. Like, I, I've always preferred that. But, um, you know, I would go those two. um Usually I don't go with the guy's counterparts, but I want to throw Steamboat on there just because he's so linked to Flair, you know. Um, Dusty, you got to put on there. So, I mean, if I had a four that was like, you know, Flair, 
Hogan, Dusty, Steamboat. Man, it's hard to not leave somebody off, though. <laughs> that's a, that's. I mean, we're, 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 here's 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 a couple names that that they weren't on your list that that's around the Roddy Roddy Piper, the Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man Randy Savage, Andre the Giant. I mean, and that, I, that, I guess that's that's the out. tough. Yeah, see, that's the tough part. Is like, um, and I was always more of a Piper guy than I was Hogan. I think just because he was so different, you know. Um, I guess you probably have to put Savage there to finish it off. You know, I would go Savage. So Savage would be your fifth one then. Yeah, I mean he had, you... I mean, he had a title run, and it was you know like I think in his own right he was he he wasn't necessarily just a superstar at the top that was linked to somebody else, and I know I put. Steamboat on there, and he was linked to Flair. But like, I feel like I would put Macho over Piper because, like, a lot of Piper's height, he's like he's linked to Hogan, right? You know, for WrestleMania sure. and that whole feud and everything. But like Savage, he's linked to Hogan, but he's he had his own title run. Like he he had his own stuff that wasn't just him linked to another guy. That sure, was like big sure. time. You know what I mean? Like he was headlining big time, like without necessarily being paired up with somebody who was bigger than him. Oh, he he absolutely deserves to, to be on that list. He's 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 one of my favorites, if not my favorite of all time. Who who was your favorite uh, '80s guy? Now you you were born in '84, so what year did you start watching wrestling? Let's see. So like my earliest memories of watching wrestling was maybe I was like two or three. And it's like watching Saturday night's main event. Like I remember the old show opening with like the logo flying over the water. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the old WWF one. Yeah. Um, you know, so I want to say probably like WrestleMania three time, you know, like around then was probably when I started. And then, you know, anything prior to that is stuff that I watched retroactively. Nice, nice. Who who was, who was your favorite growing up as a kid? Honestly, it was Jake. <laughs> my first like, met my first like uh, feud I was invested in, um, when I was younger, was some of those early Jake ones. Uh, you know, like around I want to say like around Mania Four. You know, so like him and Rick Rude. You know, like eventually him and Earthquake. I know that was probably like what ninety one, but like. Uh, Jake, I was always drawn to him just, I don't know, even to this day, like, he's he's got one move, and that, like, that's his put-away thing, and it's just, like, everything is so economical with him. I just, I love it, you know? Yeah. Hey, TJ, just so you know, uh, Jake is actually one of our featured guests at our 80s wrestling con in uh, no way, really? New Jersey, April the 27th, and, and too bad you're on a... Uh, too bad you're not taking bookings prior to, to May because that would have brought you in. You could have you could have took the snake and did the whole deal there, you know. Oh man, that's that's awesome. I, I've only ever met him like once or twice in passing. I've never really had a conversation with him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was always a big big Jake guy. I just he always had this like laid back kind of swagger to him. And I'm yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm I'm wired like that as a person, like even as a character sometimes when I'm at work, like I get, <laughs> I get a lot of professional criticism for not, you know, amping up too did much you, like you, everybody else does. Did you like him? Did you like him as a heel too as a kid or when he was, when he turned good? You know, it's funny when I was a kid, I didn't really know the difference. I just liked who I liked. So like I didn't, <laughs> he sure. was more, I remember him more as a bad guy. I, I mean, thinking about it now a lot most of the stuff I liked about him was when he was a bad guy but at the time I didn't see it that way it was just like I like Jake how how great was his stuff with with Rick Rude with Cheryl Roberts man that was one of the best storylines when Cheryl was sitting in the front row and Rick Rude oh, came yeah, out to this and, day. Oh, and, he, and then he came out with the airbrush tights and Jake came out and stripped him, and just, yeah, all that whole thing was was amazing stuff. Yeah, man, absolutely. Hey, Jay, what do you, what do you got for TJ? Jay, are you there? I, I know yeah. Jay's not not sleeping. He, he, he fell asleep. <laughs> he didn't like he didn't like my Rushmore. No, no, <laughs> guys, I'm here. I tell you what, TJ, we have you on the air, and all of a sudden the phone lines are blowing up. 
And so I was in uh, the studio green room talking with a young man by the name of Chance. Uh, Chance oh, has a cool. question for you, TJ. Can I bring Chance on? Yeah, yeah, please do. We probably got like 50 people calling in asking about my tattoos and why I got fired. The, the phones are lighting up. Chance, you are on the, the 80s wrestling radio, Tom J, and you are live with the cruiser great TJ Perkins. Hello. Hello. Hi, Chance. What's up, TJ? Hello. Hey, what's going on? Uh, not much. So, I got a question. All right. Go ahead. Shoot. Um, how, how was it like when you, when you were such a young age at wrestling, like, how'd you fit in with all, like, the older people? Man, I'm still trying to fit in, to be honest. (laughs) Great question, by the way. Um, so when I first started, I was 13 years old, and most of the guys were 25 to 30, so these guys were, you know, twice my age, they had houses and mortgages and wives and stuff like that and I had homework like I didn't you know I had Super Nintendo like that's what I had um yeah and it was weird man it was like because that that was 1998 so you know cell phones social media all the stuff that makes up our lives now and that kind of bridge the gap you know didn't exist so I would be going to shows and these guys would they'd be going to bars and strip clubs after sometimes they'd get me into these places. And it was just, it was kind of the wild west. And, you know, I'm just trapped in this car listening to listening to the business and listening to their lives. And so in a way I kind of got forced to grow up real fast. And then in a way I've been spending like the last 20 years trying to catch up and grow up in other ways that I didn't have a chance to when I was younger. So it was was a weird time, you know, because I was a kid, I was, I hey, like Super Mario Brothers. Let me, and, let me cut in. Hey, let yeah, me cut yeah. in real quick. You're talking about being going up and down the road with the guys at a young, at a young age. Any anyone that uh, the listeners would would know from back then when you were traveling around with? Who were some of the, the guys you were traveling around with when you first broke in at a young age? Yeah. So the first the first few years, most of the time, I would be riding with. Uh, uh, so there's a team. Well, they were a team at the time, the Havana Pitbulls. It's Rocky Romero and Ricky Reyes. They've gone on to go to New Japan and Lucha Underground, respectively. Um, and we all went to New Japan together, actually, when I was 18. And uh, Frankie Kazarian from SCU and AEW now, Christopher Daniels. These were the guys that I pretty much kind of, you know, rode in their back seat and tagged along to shows. Nice. Chance, can I ask how old you no. are? I'm 13. About You're 13. 13. Chance, do you have aspirations of becoming a pro wrestler as well? Yes. You do. TJ Perkins, could you give Chance, what piece of advice would you give a young kid who's 13 who's looking to get into the business? Well, my... Uh... My best piece of advice is for right now, make sure you finish school because I almost didn't. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, li- life will come at you fast. And it came at me really fast. So, um, you know, be prepared for all the worst things that you think can happen. Expect them to happen because I guarantee you at some point they will. And no matter what, you got to have fun because if it stops being fun, it's not worth doing and you'll never make it out alive. So just have fun. Everything else, it'll, trust me, it'll solve itself. Great advice. All right, Chance, stay in school, man. Thanks for calling. Call back another show. It was great talking to you. All right, thank you. Bye. I want to get more back into talking uh, 80s real quick with, uh, with, with TJ. TJ, growing up, you said Jake was your favorite guy. And who was your favorite tag team growing up as a kid? Oh, I was a big Rockers guy. Um, I knew it. I've always been a big Sean guy, um, which was a huge thrill the last few years. He's become, you know, a mentor to me because, you know, we were working for the company at the same time, and he kind of took me under his wing. I would, I would go visit with him every week after I get home from TV. And so that was pretty big because, 
you know, I was always big on him ever since the Rockers. And I, yeah, I was a big, I was a big Rockers guy. That's awesome, by the way. I, I think Sean is the overall greatest worker in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, he's Michael Jordan, man. I mean, he's amazing. How, how how sick is that for you, though, if you sit down and think about it for a second? Here you are as a kid. You just said your favorite tight team uh, was the Rockers. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure. sure also, like, once he had his run where, like, he's working Bret Hart and became the champion, like, I'm sure he was your favorite guy at that point. Like, how how awesome is oh, that? Oh, yeah. That you fast forward all these years later, and you're sitting down, and, you know, and he's giving you advice about your career. I mean, how... It's surreal if you think about it, you know? Oh, it's incredible. I uh, When I was 12, I went I went to the Ironman match because it was in Anaheim, and I lived in Southern California. I went at that 14th row when he won the title. Um, like a year, two years later maybe, I started my career. And then, uh, let's see, when I was in the Cruiserweight Classic, uh maybe my third or fourth match in, he uh, he was working with me on, on one of my matches. That was like his first assignment as like uh, like a, like somebody behind the scenes at WWE, you know. So it, it, it was it, it's just an amazing experience, you know. Um, I remember... That's awesome. He, yeah, he was giving me advice on being at the top of the card because at the time I was the Cruiserweight champion. So... Um, you know, I would close the night every night uh, when we would do like 205 after SmackDown. So I would have me and then whoever was in the dark match, we'd finish the night every single night. And I would tell him, man, it's not what you think. You come back to the locker room, everybody's gone. You're showering in a dirty shower and it's not glamorous. He goes, dude, he's like, I know 1996. I learned that one the hard way. And then <laughs> uh, I had one night where I closed the night at, at the NIM Ponds. Uh, I think with Neville and, uh, and I was like, man, it's like tomorrow I'm going to fly, fly back to the PC and hang out with Sean and get some more advice. And I just closed the show in the building that, that he won the title in. And it's just, I don't know. It was a surreal experience to, to be able to work alongside my hero. That's awesome, man. I, that's awesome. We we actually have another, another caller on hold, don't we, Jay? That's right. Joining us on eighties wrestling radio is Kylie. Kylie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you for calling. I'm I'm doing fantastic. Well, uh, TJ, um, I had a question for you. All right. Um, So looking back on all of your memories of what you've been doing for your uh, wrestling career, what would you say that are like a few of your favorite memories, whether it being from traveling or matches? Hmm. Um, you know, a lot of my favorite memories was when I was younger. Uh, a lot of stuff for me came really fast. I mean, as far as like bucket list goals, uh, I went to New Japan at a young age. I went to CMLL at a young age. And uh, some of that is like a lot of my fondest memories. I did the Tokyo Dome at 18. I think I'm the youngest to this day. I think I'm the youngest American to have done it. And uh, I did... I main adventure at Arena Mexico when I was 18, and, and that was a pretty big deal. So some of that stuff was really sticks out of my mind because I remember thinking at the time, man, someday, like, there's so much stuff, especially at the time in wrestling, like, there was no, again, like, there was no social media. So it wasn't as easy to kind of create a career at that time. You just kind of went on your path, and it, it went how it went. So I used to think there's so many heroes I'm not going to meet. There's so many places I'm not going to go. So when I knocked out a bunch of them right away, I was like in heaven. I was, it was the time of my life. So a lot of it was when I was younger, you know, and then as I got older, it became more of a job. It's still fun, but you know, when I was younger, I got to do some pretty wild stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> well, thank you so much for uh, for calling and have a great night. We have, a, we have another caller on the whole. Thank you so much. We have another caller on hold for TJ. Uh, Philip, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. Hi, how are you guys? Good. You're out with TJ Perkins. Uh, well, hi, TJ. Hey, how's it going, bud? It's going pretty good. Um, 
Well, I don't really have a question. It's more of like uh, I wanted to more like thank you for everything that you did during your WWE career. It's like oh, you thank more you very much. I inspired that. me to be a wrestler because I saw how your style was and I was pretty into that. It was pretty cool. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that 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 type of thing really means. I mean that means more to me than, a, you know, a title or a trophy or anything like that does. Just because when I was younger, nobody really. I didn't have any mentors when I was younger. I I didn't get any help until I was older, and maybe I didn't need it anymore. But you know, it's nice to yeah. be able to help inspire people to to do that. And you know, if I can make people believe that they can do it and they can i'm not special <laughs> i don't know how i've been doing it for yeah. so long but, but but i found a way to do it and i think if i can anybody can so you know if if you can start your path dude i i'm really happy for you and and, and I, I really appreciate you you know reaching out to tell me that of course you're just amazing i think you know i did plan to like see you one day live event on the wwe but unfortunately like That'll probably not happen, but I will keep up with you outside of it just to see where probably someday I can see you live or meet you. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> well, give, give it hey, a few let, more years. Maybe things will swing back around. <laughs> yeah. if, if I was a betting man, you said about seeing, seeing TJ at a WWE event. If I was a betting man... I would say you will definitely see him at a WWE event. It might be a year from now, maybe three years from now, maybe five years from now. But in my opinion, yeah. you will definitely see him. And I think you, when you do see him, it'll be in a much more higher capacity than you were used to seeing him. Yeah, I would hope so. He's just amazing. I mean, <laughs> you're pretty awesome. That's all I have to say. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Of course. Thanks for calling, Philip. Of course, you guys have a good TJ, I got to tell you, man, we've never had this many calls coming in. We got two more waiting on hold. Are you okay <laughs> if we take a few more calls for the cruiser yeah, great, TJ Perkins? It's it's no, it's called keep, being keep over. Coming. It's being called over. It's called being over, buddy. It is called You wouldn't know over. about that. You wouldn't know about that, Jay. Well, I, I would know nothing about if you, that. If you, if you would have told me this three or four weeks ago, you could have fooled me. <laughs> All right, we're going to answer. I haven't screened these next two because they're coming in too fast that I can't even take a break to talk to them. So we're going to answer this one live on the air. Let's hope All it's right. a good one. Hi, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You're on the air with the cruiser great TJ Perkins. Who is this? Hello. Ah, oh, the, oh, the Vanisher. Amazing. All right. We're going to go to the <laughs> next one. Take two. Hi, welcome okay, to 80s Wrestling Radio. You're on the air with the cruiser great TJ Perkins. Who is this? Hello, my name is Ed. Uh, and can you hear me? We can hear you, Ed. Yeah, How are you Ed, doing? Are you? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Hello? Seems that the lines keep cutting Hello. off. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear me. No, no I got you, Ed. I'm we doing can, great. We can hear you. Okay, hello, hello, TJ. Look, uh, I'm actually I'm very honored to to hear from you. Actually, I have um uh, like a question. Probably might be stupid or anything, but anyway, no such thing as stupid questions. But here it is. Um, <laughs> what is your what actually your favorite tra- travelings to do your doing a career while you're doing a WWE, uh, especially so- worldwide or anywhere? Like favorite place to travel? Is that what you're asking? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, I've always been fond of Tokyo as a city. As far as cities go, I, I like Tokyo. Um, Chicago's nice. My mom is from Chicago, so you know I, I like to go back there. The people are pretty pretty cool there. Um, as I got older, I, I liked you know the city more. Like I, I started really liking going to New York, especially when we do Brooklyn shows and stuff like that. Cause I'd find some time to go walk around and, and uh, you know see the city. Um, as far as wrestling, like wrestling culture, I, I've always liked Mexico City because the wrestling culture down there is like a time warp. It feels like it's like the 1940s still. Like it's amazing. It's, it's just timeless. Um, 
and everything uh, from the buildings to the posters to everything is just it's 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 just such a beautiful uh, culture down there for wrestling. Um, but you know, those are those are some of the places that I really like, and and I, I really like home. I've always I, I I've always just loved Los Angeles so much. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. You now now that you're actually no longer in the WWE, which is actually which is actually is understandable. Are you willing to travel? Are you willing to travel as uh, as doing um, either traveling or or either other than traveling? I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't even say what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> part of my blab- my blabbering. What I'm trying to say okay. is, are you willing to travel uh, travel? Looking forward to travel, like uh, like wrestling and or not wrestling, either way, like travel traveling further in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I I, uh, I have both a lot of wrestling and non wrestling projects coming up, and uh, I've already started traveling for some. I was just in the Bay Area recently. Um, I had a day over in the East Coast. I'm going to Asia coming up, and then Taiwan and and uh, and to Manila to see my Filipino fans. I'll be there for a week and. Uh, and uh, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff coming up. Probably going to go back to Mexico for a little bit. I've missed Lucha Libre terribly, and uh, and so yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff coming up. I'm looking forward to it. Wow, busy, busy. Well, wish you good luck on that. Okay, hey, man. Thank much. you for calling. Hey, hey listen, thank you so man, much. PJ, before we go to the next call, I gotta I gotta say something here. You, you yeah. have these guests stuttering, bro. You have them shaking <laughs> like they're talking to like the Beatles in 1953. I mean, what, what is it, man? I, there's something definitely there. I mean, I hear I, these callers are super excited. Man. Like, you get, brother, you I got mean, something I, that Vince McMahon didn't I, see, man. I I don't know. I'm flattered, but I, I'm sure if you guys had Seth Rollins, their skin would melt off their bones or something more extreme. So. <laughs> That's I'm great. Sure quite all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, um, uh, Jay, do we have anyone else on hold? Yeah, we have one more gentleman who's been holding. Uh, his name is Gavin. He's really excited to get on the air with TJ Perkins. Gavin, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You are live on air with TJ Perkins. Hey, Gavin. I was going to respond to your Seth Rollins comment. I'm, pr- I'm probably pretty much happier to talk to TJ than Seth. Well, all right. <laughs> Gavin, you were perfectly you honest wouldn't... with you. Gavin, you wouldn't happen what? to be from Minnesota, would you? Yes, I am. Gavin, are you yeah. Gavin from Twitter? Yeah. How are you, it's really nice to It's really nice to hear from you, buddy. I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to see you at a meet no, and greet or anything. Fine. No, I, I was. I really wanted to see you in Phoenix, but I didn't get to. It just didn't work out. Yeah, no, it's okay. You know, I'm sure there'll be another time down the road. Yeah, but no, it's really that's nice fine. to hear from no, you. No, I just... I just wanted to say thank you for everything you did while you were in WWE. I have just been kind of been down on myself lately and just kind of a little depressed. And you've been so kind to me, and I just wanted to thank you and just wish there was more people, kind people like you, man. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear from you, and I'm glad that I could bring a little bit of joy to your day. And I wish yeah. that I could have seen you in Phoenix, but, you know, there'll be another – There'll be another chance, yeah. and you know, and, and yeah, thanks for the yeah. I, I just wanted to say thank you for being you. Well, thank you for being you. <laughs> Likewise, right? right? Uh, I will be a fa- I will be a fan no matter what. TJ, well, good luck you, in your you. future. Thank you. I'll try to be a wrestler no matter what, but we'll see how long the yeah. wheels go. Stay true to you, right? <laughs> Well, thank you Just very much sure for you. calling in. I'd absolutely will. You do that too. Okay. There's something going on here, Jay. This, this I'm blown away. This, it, man. this is this crazy. TJ Perkins right got now. it. Um, the, I, TJ, I'm TJ. I'm telling you, the lines on this show have never <laughs> been this busy. We're, Every we're, time we're, someone we're, calls, we're, we get another one. Okay, <laughs> let me just get this out of the way real quick because the, the way this is going on, I can t- I can tell how this is going. We're not going to be able to talk about the eighties wrestling con tonight because this guy's just just too over. So let me get the let me get the plug in right now, real quick, with with TJ Perkins on the yeah, former yeah. the former WWE Cruiserweight Champion will endorse you right now. Eighties wrestling con is going to take place on Saturday, April the twenty seventh in Freehold, New Jersey, at I Play America. Over twenty 
80s wrestling superstars are going to be there, including Jake the Snake Roberts, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Brother Love, the Nasty Boys, the Wild Samoans, Coco Beware, Rocky Johnson, Wendy Richter, Greg Valentine, and a list of others. The website to check it out is 80swrestlingcon.com. That's 80swrestlingcon.com. Let me get that away, TJ, because I know we're not able to talk about it today because you're just you're just too over, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, don't don't let me get in the way of of uh, the content we got to get to. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen, maybe maybe I can have you. Maybe listen, I, I know you can't take bookings till till May, but I mean, but you're red hot right now. Let me throw the kimchi mask on you, or let me put you in a conquistador outfit because I think we could do a little something with you at any wrestling time. <laughs> oh man. Conquistadors. Actually, kimchi would be more fun for me. I always loved the uh, the old beekeeper. <laughs> let's go back to another call. Let's get back to uh, let's get back to the, the lines. Uh, Mark, you're on the air with uh, former WWE Cruiserweight Champion TJ Perkins. Hey TJ, how are you? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, I was just wondering, like. What what was like your inspiration for like the whole video game atmosphere like the atmosphere of like the I guess your character in WWE if like you played a part in like creating that character or just in general yeah. like that. Um so initially really all I wanted was the aesthetic. It was never really meant to be a character. Um un- unfortunately I didn't realize how uh different the departments were from where I came in and where I <laughs> got sent up to. So they didn't really know me. And so they, they turned it into a character. Uh, it was really only meant to be, you know, a song and, and some lights so that people could kind of identify it. If you grew up in the same era as me, and, which is very fitting for this show actually, because it's, I wanted to channel like, you know, people that grew up on eighties video games and pop culture and stuff like that. Um, so, a lot of it was basically just trying to create, you know, like Scott Pilgrim or Ready Player One, just people that grew up in that era and they kind of reached a time now where retro is vintage and it's cool, but it's also alternative art, so to speak. And, you know, some of us that grew up in that generation feel a little bit lost, but we know we're out there. So I just wanted to be sort of a, uh, you know, reach out to them in a way. And that was just my way of, of, uh, giving myself more of a signature than just having like a Florida rock song like I had in the CWC, which is, there's nothing against that, but that's just not totally me. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and I just wanted to say like, I mean, I think it's like very inspirational how like you represent like your, your Filipino community. And I think that's like a really important aspect. Like you've let your light shine for like your community and like, give them hope and like because i mean i see stuff on twitter all the time of like like different filipino like people like they like just you encouraging them and they see see you as a role model and like things of that nature and like that's like something really inspiring to like see yeah man we don't really have a lot of them we pretty much got manny and that's it so (laughs) (laughs) i uh from day one, I, it's funny because when I got to the Cruiserweight Classic, they uh, they gave me an American flag, and I remember asking Hunter, "Can can I please have the the Filipino flag because it, it's going to mean a it's going to mean a lot to me, but it's going to mean a lot to people that maybe don't realize it until after it's done." And he said, "Sure, absolutely," and and I wanted to do that for everybody, you know, and I still do. If, if I can go back and choose whether or not to put up that flag or hold that title, I would take the flag nine, t- 10 out of 10 times just because it was more, imp- it still is more important to me to inspire them and, and, uh, you know, give them another outlet and another hero to follow, you know, because we're just so underrepresented. Th- th- thank you. And, uh, I just wanted to say like, I was, I'm a fan and like, I just, uh, appreciate you taking our calls like that, taking the time out of your day to like, answer some of our questions and things like that. No, it's my pleasure. I I really enjoy, you know, engaging with everybody and uh and uh you know, just just talking and communicating. 
But thank you very much for calling in. Oh, I had one. Other, oh, one more question. Uh, what like, who was your like? Uh, who was your favorite diva in the locker room? Like, who was like who like who was who was the most like, down uh, uh, there? You would say? Well, a lot of them. Um, most of the main roster people are people that I kind of grew up with in in, in the business because I'd be in other locker rooms with them previously, whether it was TNA or, or you know Japan, Mexico, whatever the case is. Um, but my my car, as we call it, my car was. Lindsay Dorado and Cedric Alexander. Um, we, cool. we rode in room. Yeah, we would ride in room everywhere together. Um, in fact, like three minutes ago, uh, Lindsay was trying to FaceTime me from Raw. So <laughs> they're, still, they're still they're still trying to cling to having me in the car. But, <laughs> but yeah, those luckily, were my dudes. I did get, luckily, I did get to see you perform in Charlotte last year. It was. Uh, when you're 205 Live, it was when they were in Charlotte, North Carolina last year. I think it was SmackDown. SmackDown Live was in Charlotte. And, but, yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah, but, they, yeah, those are, well, those thank are my you, thank you so much for Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you guys so much. Hey, I'll I, I tell you what, man. After this uh, this interview uh, tonight, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of yours now, man, and not, and not for your, your your work, which is absolutely awesome, by the way, but for how great you are with your fans. Just listening to you here over the last half hour, interacting with all your fans and how genuine you are with them, how nice you are to them, and I really respect that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I still am one, you know. I I would tell everybody when I every time I would go to the arena. Um, and this is anywhere. I mean, I would do this when I was in CMLL or wherever the case was. WWE, it's a better opportunity because the entity's, you know, bigger, so there'd be more people, like, gathered around. But I always had a routine, people I'd say hi to on the way in and members of the crew and stuff like that. But it always started with stopping and greeting the people that were waiting in the parking lot because they'd be waiting there for hours, man. And that's dedication. And I would tell them, like, I'm I'm just I'm one of you guys. I I snuck in. I don't know how they let me into this place. <laughs> so, you know, they would always kind of be surprised, like, you know, why why like nobody stops for us. Why do you stop? But it's like, you know, I I'm just like you. I wear wrestling shirts and watch Netflix every day, just like you guys do. I'm not any different. So I I enjoy it. I enjoy. Nice. Hey hey Jay, I think we're gonna hit him with a little. Uh, let's hit him with a little '80s name game right now. What do you say? We'll go back and forth, Jay. We'll take turns. I'll hit him with someone. You hit him with someone. TJ, just give me either a few words or a sentence uh, on the guy, and uh, let's start it off. Jay, you start off with the you start off with the name game with him. All right. How about what comes to mind when I say the honky tonk man? Oh man. Uh, hey honky, how are the ropes tonight? Don't know. Don't touch him. That's what comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Cheek. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, nothing. My immediate thoughts are not quite G-rated enough for this show, but uh, actually, I, I I am reminded of the uh, the SummerSlam where uh, they did the uh, tag with um, Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah, and uh, Hogan and, and Warrior, and then the Macho Man had his the wedding later in the at the end yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Hit him. Hit him with a good. All word. right, let's go with the big man, Andre the Giant. Oh, anybody want a peanut? Um, <laughs> let's see. You just keep, you just keep it like that. That was good enough. <laughs> no, that was good enough. My, well, my my uh, my my lasting Andre visual memory is they played this clip a thousand times of him chasing who he chasing in the circle uh, in, in a circle in the ring is back in when he was still wearing trunks he was, he was like in the blue trunks with the red boots um, just how freakishly athletic he was at that time um, anyway that that's like my my like burned in my head like my oldest like Andre memory. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, uh, first King of the Ring, right? Or first Royal Rumble winner. 
no, no, Royal Rumble, yeah. First King of the First Royal Rumble, yeah. 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 No, first Royal Rumble. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they gave him a yeah. crown for that too, though. <laughs> yeah, man, he he uh, he was lined up for greatness until he stumbled a bit, but he's he's one of the good ones, man. What about Hillbilly Jim? Oh man, well, uh, super athletic for his size and incredibly nice. He uh, tweeted me the day that WWE and I parted ways, and was very very complimentary and. If uh, if this ever reaches Hillbilly Jim, thank you very much. Hey, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, TJ. Would you, for five thousand dollars, sit through Hillbilly Jim's Hall of Fame speech five times? <laughs> I'm a bad person to ask that to because, like, I I could sit and listen to some of these dudes ramble forever. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I could, too. I could, too. I'm always, I'm always yeah, get that so, out. That uh, was a like, long speech. A lot, yeah. I mean, I, you could pick almost any name out of a hat and ask that same question. I might pay $5,000 to listen to them for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I hear you. How about uh, I throw, I throw a, a, a rare one at you. And actually, this, 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 these two are going to be at 80s Wrestling Con on April the 27th. Uh, Jim Powers and Paul Roma, the Young Stallions. Oh, wow. It, so when I was younger, uh, my friend and I, we loved the, uh, the like, enhancement guys from Wrestling Challenge, Primetime Wrestling Superstars, like that era. And my best friend at the time loved Jim Powers, just loved it. And he, it's so funny because, and, and Jim Powers is great, but like, you know, he wasn't at the time like being presented like as say like the British Bulldogs or whatever, like different sure, people in the car. Sure. But my, my friend would lump him in to his like top five list of people at the time. I'd be like, all right, who's your favorite <laughs> right now? And he'd, he'd be like, oh, I got Hogan. I love Dynamite and Davey, Jim Powers. Uh, Mr. Perfect, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. But yeah, like Jim Powers, he, he was the man. For me and my buddy, when we were growing up, he was the man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's not a bad pick. I mean, the guy was super buff, and yeah, he could get it done. Nothing wrong with a little Jim Powers. Uh, TJ, no. let me ask you this. When you first made it into WWE, was there any wrestler that you grew up watching, that when you met them, that you were starstruck, that you were a little timid to talk to them like some of our callers are with you tonight? Hmm. When I first got to WWE? Or when you first got into wrestling, was there anybody that you ran into in a locker room and you, and you couldn't believe that you, were, that you were standing in the same locker room as this wrestler? So probably the... Uh the craziest night of my wrestling life in regards to that was when I was 19, I did TNA's first ever pay-per-view, like actual pay-per-view, not the weekly ones, but like the monthly, like three hour, like big event pay-per-views when they kind of formatted their company more like how WWE is. And so it was, I think victory road. And I remember doing whatever I did that night. I think I was in the Royal rumble type match that they had, and all it was like, man, it was like wrestling all stars because I remember sitting in the back with Frankie Kazarian, and like the Nasty Boys poked their head into the locker room just to see what room it was, and then poked out. And we're like, well, those Nasty Boys, and then we we're just waiting outside. The limo pulled up. Jimmy Hart and Hogan came out, and and uh, Later, Macho came through all in gear because I think he had a cameo on the show. Literally walked right past me and, and like, gorilla. Mm. And I was, like, we were just blown away because every, every time we turned around, there was somebody new from when we grew up. And it was just insane. That was, that was probably the only night ever that it was like that. Um, and then years later, I, I came back to TNA as suicide. And we, like, I was in the ring with Hogan almost every single night because we were doing different promos and things together. And I, I was kind of blown away. Like, like, wow, dude, <laughs> you literally shaped my childhood and you're probably like a top three, most recognizable human beings on the earth right now. And I'm working next to you. Like your baby. That's like, awesome. Is awesome. That is very cool. That's very awesome. cool. 
And you probably played him uh, a lot, and I wanted to ask you this now. Uh, I know you're a big uh, video gamer. WWF WrestleFest. Tell me oh, how yeah. many quarters and, uh, you spent on that. Um, what was the one before that, though, too? Uh, not Wrestling Challenge, Wrestling Superstars. There was one that was exactly the same as, as Fest. Wrestling Superstars. Just, yeah, it came out, like, before that. Um, and, yeah, dude, tons. In fact, I, like, ruined my parents' computer trying to, like, like get like download and build the the, the ROM and get it to run on the <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> two 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 questions. How many how many times did you play against the Legion of Doom, and who was the two guys you would pick as your as your uh, as your guys? I remember I would always pick Mister Perfect and the Ultimate Warrior. Okay, so yeah, I, I always I always would pick Perfect, and, and I was a big Hennig guy, but like I think I picked him just. I just like the way he looked in the game. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just would pick him a lot. And then, uh, and I don't know, I guess it would be Hogan or, you know, Jake or whoever. But, like, Perfect was always the mainstay on the team. Nice, nice. TJ, let me ask you this follow-up video game-related question. You grew up playing the WWF wrestling games, and then – you find yourself in a couple of them. I believe you're in what, 2K18 and 2K19. What's it like yeah. the first time you flip on a video game and you see yourself as a playable character? Um, it's weird. I uh, so I've never played as myself. Um, and when I like the only times I've ever played 2K, I only play the legend content. So I've never picked like. Finn or like Dean Ambrose or anybody like that. Um, I, I would always just pick the guys I grew up with. So I'd pick, you know, I'd pick Sean sometimes a lot and I'd pick Sting a lot. I'd pick, you know, they'd be, my friends would be weirded out because they'd pick somebody awesome. Like they'd pick like, like Brock or like Kevin Owens or something. And I would pick like Greg Valentine. There's like no way I could beat that character with Greg Valentine. Cause like <laughs> the moves and, and uh, rating points just don't even add up. But, yeah, I, was, I, was, I never really played as myself. It's kind of surreal, you know, because maybe my player model would be on the main menu or just seeing my name scrolling through is kind of, is kind of surreal. But, but I don't know. I've never, I, I was never really excited about myself. I'm still just like I was when I was 10 years old. I still, like, scroll right through to see Macho Man or Razor Ramon or something like that. I love that. I love that. Hey, you mentioned Sting a couple times. Let me ask you a question. If you had your opportunity to have Sting in his prime as the old surfer Sting, say like 88, 89, and you can match him up against any other guy from the WWF at that time in their prime, who would you put him with? Um, Good question. You mean like, like match him, like match him up across from somebody like, like, like a match? Yeah, yeah, like in, 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 uh, when he was in his his prime against someone else that he never wrestled before. That's a good question. I don't know. I always thought that, I mean, we'd be mixing eras, but I, I think it'd be cool to see him against, like, late 90s rock. Um, I think it'd be cool to do him and Sean. Oh, yeah. Um, I we eventually got him and Brett, but I feel like it'd be a lot cooler if it was babyface, younger sting and not like the darker, like Wolfpack sting. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, guys like that. The, the, those are some of the matchups I think would be really cool. Um, it's weird. I, I never really equated sting with the undertaker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that came up, I guess because of crow sting, but my mind always goes right to like, you know, 1993, 1980, like that, that era of Sting. Sure. When I think of, when people are like, oh, we never got Sting Taker, I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking blue blue tights, white boots, like, I don't see, like, I'm like, that's a cool match, but like, I was like, I don't see why they're correlated, because my, I, I kind of block out Crow Sting. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I was thinking Sting against Shawn Michaels from, I, I think that would have been awesome. We, we Especially more of a if, you, if, you, if you go back to like 92, 93, when Sting was like 
world title baby face, you know, and Sean was newly turned heel. Like, I think that would have been, that's incredible to me. If they, we would have got that match, that's, that's dope. That's, I um, love that. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Were, were, you, were you more of a WWF fan growing up or, or, or uh, NWA, WCW? Um, initially, WWF. Uh, I don't know if it's just, like, growing up, like, you know, whatever we had on TV, it just seems more accessible, but it was just always on. Uh, maybe it was my dad or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I think by about 90, 91, like, I, I was really 50-50. But initially, you know, 85, 86 through through 90, it was probably all WWF. Do you have some LJN figures? I'm sorry, say that again? Did you have some LJN figures as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably still do. I have a closet full of uh, full of dudes. In fact, um, I had want to... I bet, to I bet not as many as Zach Ryder, though. <laughs> no, no, not nearly. Um, Mattel <laughs> had sent me... Uh, each time I'd have a figure come out, Mattel would send me this box full of a bunch of them, and I always wanted to unbox one and and grab some of my old ones that I have, um, you know, just lying around. Like, I still have them all in a closet somewhere. All the different uh, generations, too. Like, the, I remember the, the you know, the, the big rubber ones, they get stick marks really easy. Um, the the smaller, what was it, the, the Hasbro ones? With the, like, yep, the action moves, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had uh, I had both. I had a lot of both. My friend had a ton of the uh, the the big rubber ones, and I remember for whatever odd reason he drew numbers on their back and played football with them. He was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, TG, we don't want to take um, too much more of your time. We, we we appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, whatever it is, wherever it is that you you wind up. Uh, in the near future, I'm sure you're going to be a big success. Whether it's New Japan, whether it's you know TNA, whether it's uh, you know Cody's new group, whether it's Ring of Honor, you're gonna you're gonna definitely definitely turn up somewhere because you're gonna be a red hot commodity right now, man. And uh, I, I'm a really big fan of yours. Uh, after tonight, after listening how you know great you are with your fans, man, and you really respect them. And, and obviously, I can tell by the way they're talking to you, they really respect you. So you have something special going on, man. So just wanted to thank you very much for coming on, and we appreciate your time. Well, thank you guys very much for having me. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it's nice to be able to talk about the stuff I grew up on. <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully we can have you on in the future. We told some more 80s wrestling with you. Yeah, please. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Have a great night. All right. You guys, too. Thank you. All right. Thanks, TJ. Man, what a what a great time it was talking to TJ Perkins, former WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Man, I tell you what, I was really impressed by uh, his fan base and how how great he interacted with them. And he 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 had something special going on with the, with with uh, with his fans. Man, anytime you get more callers calling in just to thank you for inspiring them, uh, more people called in to thank him than to ask him a question. You know that guy is a stand up dude. And he's doing something right because he's out there inspiring these people and they're calling in uh, and they're nervous to talk to him. But when they get on the air with him, all they want to do is thank him, uh, encourage him to keep going. So, man, TJ Perkins. Yeah, man, that was that was a good chat. He, he was a real, real good dude. I got to talk. I got to talk to Russell with him all night. Absolutely. Well, and, um, and, he, and he knows his yeah. stuff. He, he has a baby face, but he is an 80s baby and he knows his stuff. That was good to see. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, I, I didn't get a chance to mention this at the, at the top of the program because we got right into it with uh, with uh, TJ. I just wanted to uh, uh, you know send our condolences out to uh, King Kong Bundy's family, friends, and uh, fans uh, who passed away last week. As you guys know, King Kong Bundy was scheduled to be at 80s Wrestling Con, and uh, we're really, really sorry to, to hear this news. I, I, I knew him fairly well. I used him on a bunch of my shows in, in the in the nineties in the in the New Jersey area and uh I hadn't seen him in, in uh, a really, really long time. So I was really looking forward to having him at this uh convention because it's been the first time I I've seen him probably in 
got close to 20 years. And uh, it, it's just a horrible, horrible, horrible shame. And just want to, again, send our condolences out. And I wish I would have brought it up at the, at the top of the program. Uh, and also I wanted to bring up, too, is 22 years ago today was the anniversary of uh, the death of Dino Bravo, who was brutally murdered in his mm. home at the age of 44. That was 22 years ago today. So I just wanted to... Uh, to, to uh, mention that as well. Dino was a very, very underrated wrestler. I, I, I enjoyed watching his uh, his work in the WWF. Oh, the Canadian Strongman. Yeah, he was fantastic to watch. Uh, what a performer. Um, and then later in the 90s when they teamed him with Earthquake and gave him Jimmy Hart as a manager, he would do push-ups in the ring with Earthquake on his back. Like, great performer. And yeah, um, how, how another about one who's him? just... How about how about him also with uh, Greg Valentine? They were the new dream team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I liked also when he did the, he did the bit where uh, it was Jesse, the body Ventura weightlifting challenge and, and Ventura gimmicked the, the weight <laughs> so Peter Bravo could win. Right. Right. Yeah. He, 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 he was, he was, he was really good. He, he, you don't really hear his name that much. And I thought he was a, a very strong performer, and uh, he was definitely a, a big part of that the whole '80s era. So I just wanted to to mention that as well. And uh, we don't have that much time remaining, but I want to talk a little bit about '80s Wrestling Con coming up. Uh, it's actually seven weeks away, man. Forty-seven days. You have no idea. Well, you do because I, I, I text you. I text you about it. But I mean, there's just so many details, just little things that to do. And uh, I've been just working on it nonstop, and uh, I can't believe it's it's only 47 days away. It feels like so long ago, and it, the date's just creeping up. So uh, anyone out there that hasn't uh, purchased tickets yet, they are available on our website, 80swrestlingcon.com. We have an online box office where you can purchase general admission tickets. You can purchase the VIP package tickets. You can uh, customize what you want to buy if you don't want to to uh, get the VIP package and you just want to you know, pick one here, pick one there. The, the list of every single uh, wrestler is on that page. You can pick the photo op. You can pick, pick the autograph op. The, the store is open on the website. Get your tickets now. It's seven weeks away, 80swrestlingcon.com. I'm, I'm really excited about this, Jay. We're going to have over 20 80s wrestling superstars appearing live. We have vendor guests coming in, the 80s original Glow Girls. We're really looking forward to having them. Um, Ferry Windham is going to be there as one of the vendor guests. Rugged Ronnie Garvin is going to be there as one of the vendor guests, along with Barry Horowitz and more. Uh, I, just, I just mentioned Ronnie Garvin. This week, in, uh, I, I do a weekly, I mentioned last week, I do a weekly column now on WrestleZone.com. This week's uh, column was posted earlier tonight. And I mentioned in there how I caught Rugged Ronnie Garvin's towel as a as a child at Madison Square Garden when he was wrestling against Great the Hammer Valentine. I actually have that towel. I, I gotta find it. It's in my storage unit, but I do have it, and I want to bring it and uh, and and take a picture with him holding it because uh, it's pretty cool that I, I caught his towel and you know he's gonna be at my show now. So uh, I just wanted to, to let everyone know, you know, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, do so now. Getting a lot of buzz about it, a lot of talk about it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to doing it. Like I said, not only all the wrestlers are going to be there, there's a ton of different uh, attractions going on uh, during the wrestle, uh, 80s Wrestling Con, including a, a pair of uh, question and answer sessions. One's to be the good, the bad, and the ugly of 80s wrestling. Uh, another is going to be the, uh, the glamour, the guilt, and the greed of the 80s Glow Girls, which should be really cool. We're having a Ultimate 80s Wrestling Auction. This is what I'm looking forward to the most. I'm the promoter of the show, but I'm still going to buy tickets and put them in, in these in these uh, the buckets of these prizes because I want to win some <laughs> of this stuff too. This stuff's all sitting uh, in my house right now, and like I just want to like open it or like put it up on the shelf and just have it be mine. It's like a real a real teaser that I. This stuff's not mine, and we're talking about like a von Eric, a von Eric family board game, still brand new, wrapped in the in the in the in the, 
in the fall. You got a, a 1985 hooded WWF jacket. I have WrestleMania one of the three costume videos, a WWF Viewmaster, the old WWF WrestleMania VCR game, still brand new wrapped. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Hasbro, a Hulk Hogan laundry basket, a WWE Kids 1985 birthday party set. I have a 19, actually this one, Jay, a 1988 Hulk Hogan one-ounce silver coin. Do you know how rare that is, dude? I want to take that and put it on myself and keep it for me. But uh, <laughs> that's going to be one of, the, uh, one of the prizes, along with a pair of Brett the Hitman Heart sunglasses from 1988, still wrapped, brand new. Um, we're talking all kinds of different uh, prizes were given away at the Ultimate 80s Wrestling Auction, the Hulk Hogan, uh, Hulk Rules, bandana still new wrapped up, a brand new sealed 1988 WWF calendar. I have a 1984 WWF calendar. We're talking all kinds of rare 80s uh, pieces of wrestling merchandise that's going to be available uh, at this Ultimate 80s Wrestling Auction at 80s Wrestling Con. It's real easy, too. Like I said, there's going to be tables with these prizes on them with a bucket in front of each prize. You'll have the opportunity to purchase tickets to put your ticket in the bucket of which items you want. Throughout the day, people will be doing that. During the end of the event, they'll pick the winners. They'll post them up on the board. You go back over there. You look at the board. You see if your number matches that gift. If it does, you win it. It's that simple. It's it's fun. It's easy, and there's gonna be a lot of cool prizes, man. A lot of cool prizes. And if you're listening, you can go to eighties eighties wrestlingcon dot com, and you can see all the prizes that Tommy just talked about, and lots more prizes are listed there too. But you actually have pictures posted, so people can see exactly what's gonna be on those tables. And there is some ultra rare, ultra cool stuff. It. It's amazing that you're doing this. It's so fun. It's so cool. And people are going to come away with some highly collectible items out of this. Yeah, I, I would say I would say besides the actual wrestlers being at the event, that I, I would say this is going to be the big one at, at, at 80s Wrestling Con. Because if you're an 80s wrestling fan and you're a collector, I mean, this is a dream come true to, to define this stuff and then with it. You know, and, and the tickets are going to be very well priced, and it's going to be like you have to pay $100 for a ticket. You know, they're going to be pretty reasonably priced, so you can buy a bunch of tickets. And if, if you really want a prize, you can throw five tickets in. You can throw 10 tickets in. If you want to really have a great chance of winning, you can throw 20 tickets in. There's no rules to it. And it ain't like the tickets are so expensive where you can only buy a couple of them. They'll, they'll be priced pretty reasonably where you can get a bunch and you know, pick and choose what you want. So the Ultimate 80s Wrestling Auctions is going to be really, really cool. I'm actually adding a really big, uh, a really big item to that. I think that I'm going to announce it next Monday on uh, on 80s Wrestling Radio. Uh, the, the the grand finale for Ultimate 80s Auction will be revealed uh, next Monday right on the show. I don't know how you're going to top the stuff you already have listed for the auction, but I can't wait to hear what it is, Tommy. Oh, I, I got the top, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna announce it next week. On, all right, uh, on all the right. Show. And, speak, and speaking of next week's show, we're gonna have a, a good one next week. We're gonna have the only Glow Girl that was in all six seasons of Glow. Original '80s Glow Girl Hollywood will be joining us on the line live next Monday night, right here on '80s Wrestling Radio. They're gonna be appearing at '80s Wrestling Con, like I said with the Q&A panel herself along with Lightning and Royal Hawaiian. We're going to have uh, we're going to have her on here next week. We're going to talk more about that, what they expect at 80s Wrestling Con, and I think that we're going to have a big announcement to uh, reveal next week on the show regarding 80s Wrestling and 80s Original Glow Girls. Yeah, next week is going to be a big show. You're not going to want to miss it. You you talk about someone who's going to have stories from the 80s. Hollywood, the one of the original Glow Girls. I She's going to have some interesting stories. Call up, ask her questions, pick her brain about 80s wrestling. Uh, that is going to be a great show. And like you said, huge announcement uh, involving the Glow Girls and 80s wrestling coming next week as well. It's going to be a can't-miss show, Tommy. Oh, yeah. 
And until next week, uh, continue to uh, check us out on social media. On Instagram, I know a lot of people, several people uh, send me DMs and, and ask me if we changed our name. We did. It used to be 80s Wrestling Picks. It's now just 80s Wrestling. So uh, on Instagram, we're 80s Wrestling. And, uh, you know, come come join us there throughout the week. And uh, also we're on Twitter, 80s Wrestling Com, C-O-M. And on Facebook, 80s Wrestling Picks. So that's where you can find us on social media. You can find us here every Monday at Blog Talk Radio backslash 80s Wrestling Radio. So until next week, Jay, have a great week, and we will talk to you and see you next week right here on 80s Wrestling Radio. Take care, guys. Um.